This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farm Bill Week is behind us. Let's talk appropriations. The debate over funding a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border may dominate the conversation, but ag provisions are worth watching as well. For starters, there's some consternation over a policy writer declaring the Department of Agriculture the primary regulator of cultured meat products. Danielle Beck is a lobbyist with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. She says the writer sounds very similar to a joint statement from USDA and FDA earlier this year. Asked if that negates the need for the language, she says no. Without it, you know, I think both agencies can expect to see various lawsuits from different organizations if they don't, you know, like the outcome uh, or end product. Uh, You know, Good Food Institute has sued USDA and FDA on other issues in the past. Uh, They've got a lawsuit in Missouri right now. It wouldn't be surprising to me if they sue either or both of the agencies if they don't like whatever this MOU looks like ultimately. NCBA's Allison Rivera says the group is comfortable with where they stand on an extension of an exemption from electronic logging device requirements for livestock haulers. We don't love the fact that our ELD delay just keeps getting bumped down a couple of days. Obviously that puts us in a kind of a weird spot. We know that we have language for another year uh, exemption for livestock haulers within both the House and Senate language. We just need to figure out what what they're going to do. If they pass another CR, then we'll have until that date and then we'll have to address it again. There's also the matter of USDA's proposed relocation of the National Institutes of Food and Agriculture and Economic Research Service. Capitol Hill appropriators have said it may be too late to stop the measure with an appropriations rider now that lawmakers think their home communities might have a shot to land one of the agencies. But debate abounds over whether it should happen in the first place. Randy Russell is a veteran farm policy lobbyist who has been enlisted to assist the St. Louis areas in their bids. But he says the matter of relocating ERS within the department is a good idea. I absolutely believe ERS should be reporting to the chief economist. If you go back historically prior to 1994, they always reported to the chief economist. You know, I know some of the critics of this move say that it jeopardizes the independence. I find that a little odd. Another longtime ag lobbyist disagrees. Ferd Hefner says the move would undercut the standing of agricultural research. It's not merely about where something is located or where it's positioned in the department. It's really about are we ever going to get off this long-term funding plateau that we've been on on agricultural research and maybe never maybe never get on to the to the trend path that NIH and NSF are on but at least move in that direction and our view is that this move will put an end to that possibility we think it's that serious USDA is expected to make announcements on where the agencies are headed next year the dust is settling on the farm bill and dairy appears to be a big winner agripulse's ben nully has more Nearly two years ago, the National Milk Producers Federation went to Congress requesting improvements for the Margin Protection Program. They asked Congress to expand the budget by about $800 million. National Milk Producers Federation CEO Jim Mulhern says, People thought we were crazy. People thought that, you know, we couldn't get it done. I'm so pleased that the leadership, bipartisan basis of both the House and Senate Ag Committee, stood with us, pushed that package through, and have really made important improvements in the, the margin program, now the, uh, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program, DMC, which will be the effective program we need for the future. DMC offers several financial protections. 
It improves the coverage level and premium rate structure, discounts future premiums and refunds past premiums, slashes premiums on catastrophic coverage levels for large producers, and eliminates restrictions against covering milk in both the margin program and livestock gross margin insurance. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.